0: In those early years, um, when I came to know the Lord, um, he he and his family were so against it that they actually advised him to divorce me.
1: Joy spent many lonely years trying to trust God and love her husband well. Thankfully, she found the support and encouragement she needed.
0: I think that God just really used focus on the family um, and your guys' ministry to grow me and um, prepare me and... Um, guide my heart to live out um, in front of my husband what it means to follow Christ.
1: And the best news of all is that Joy's husband also became a follower of Jesus. I'm Jim Daly. When we work together, we can strengthen more marriages like Joy's and give families hope. Please call 800-the-letter-A-and-the-word-family or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash hope and your gift will be doubled.
2: You might be trying your best to help your child feel loved, but it's not working. They're just saying, uh-uh, I'm not buying it, I'm not feeling it, you don't love me. What do you do? Well, I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting team. And Danny, uh, a few episodes ago, you referenced the five love languages, and here we are. So I know you know this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. to remind us again of your two children and their primary love languages.
0: Yeah, so Alex, he's he's 19 now, and... All along, he's been a quality time type of young man, and he just loves side-by-side. We would do Legos. We didn't even have to talk. I didn't have to do any physical touch, not even a gift. He just wanted to build next to each other, Uh, and he'll say that uh, now. He'll say, Dad, can we just spend some time together? Loves quality time. My daughter, Lexi, she's 17, and she loves physical touch. She'll say, Dad, can you hold me, or we'll hold hands. Wherever we're Hmm. walking, she wants me to hold hands. When we're at church, she'll put her arm out, and she says, yeah. can you tickle my arm? Uh. Right? So she just loves physical touch. She really desires that. And she also loves the quality time. It's something that's special to her. And it's fun to see how different love languages pop up at different times. It's not that one person is just one, and that's it. Yeah, You could have all five that you appreciate, but there's one that tends to stand out. And Those are the two that I've seen stand out in my kids.
2: Excellent. Well, we're going to take the rest of the show, and I'll share about my six children and their love languages. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, We'll come back to that sometime down the road, maybe. Uh, Dr. Gary Chapman is the man who really captured this concept and has done such a service to uh, the world at large. I mean, he's been written about, and these concepts have been explored in... Uh, major newspapers and major TV shows, uh, way beyond uh, the Christian community. So uh, let's go ahead and hear from Dr. Gary Chapman about the five love languages and applying some of those principles to your parenting. uh, Along in the studio with
1: uh, Dr. Chapman were Jim and Gene Daly. Gary, welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be back. It's always good to have you. Gene, welcome into the studio.
3: Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure being here. (laughs) It is.
1: It's a pleasure having you, obviously. Uh, Gary, let's get going on this. Uh, I'm I'm excited about helping parents do the best job they can do. And, you know, it's a tough task, like we talked about. How do we as parents often fall short in expressing our heartfelt love for our kids, even though they're frustrating us?
3: Well, you know, Jim, (laughs) I think that most parents are sincere, and I think most parents love their children. But the children don't always feel loved. Mm-hmm. And we recognize that one of the deepest emotional needs that a child has is the need to feel loved by the significant people in their lives. And the parents are the most significant people in their lives. Uh, I've sometimes said uh, in every child there's an emotional love tank. you know, And if the love tank is full, the child grows up emotionally healthy. If the love tank is empty and the child feels like they don't love me, They grow up with a lot of internal emotional struggles. And in the teenage years, they will often go looking for love, typically in the wrong places. Mm. So uh, in this book, I'm trying to help parents realize that sincerity is not enough. We got to learn how to communicate love to each individual child. And what makes one child feel love will not necessarily make another child feel love.
1: Right, it's so true. You know, and parents come into this with their own baggage. Hmm. I mean, we don't get a manual from the hospital that says, here's how you parent. That would be a good thing. Maybe <laughs> folks should develop that. <laughs> but uh, but the point of that is, you know, we bring our own scars, our own wounds into this. Mm. And temperaments are different. Uh, you know, Jean is kind of the black and white thinker in our relationship. And and I think for me, I'm probably a, lean a little more into the relationship. What do you think, Gene?
3: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Sure.
1: And so in that context, though... How can we learn to be um, intentional about filling the tank when we have our own deficits? Yeah.
3: Well, we we all have a history that we didn't choose. And then some of our history, we did choose, <laughs> and we made <laughs> four decisions along the way. And so sometimes I think the beginning place for a parent, if they realize, you know, I don't know that I'm doing a really good job with this parenting thing, maybe is to ask you know, somebody else, you know, how, what do you think? And, and maybe there's a place to apologize to children. And to say, you know, I realize I I haven't been doing this or that or whatever, you know, and I just I want to ask you to forgive me. I want to be a better parent and I'm trying to be a better parent. Uh, So if we realize that we're all in process, none of us are perfect parents and you don't have to be a perfect parent to have healthy children. We do have to deal with our failures, and that's where apologizing to the child and Mm -hmm. to let the child forgive us. We're teaching them a real skill because they're going to have to learn to apologize, too, somewhere along the line.
1: Yeah. In the book, you you say that saying I love you isn't enough. I probably err in that side. I'd say a lot of I love yous, but... I don't know that I go the extra mile. Describe what that extra mile should look like.
3: Well, I think uh, whatever we grew up with is probably what we do. Or whatever makes us feel loved is what we tend to do for the other person. Can you give me an example? Well, if words of affirmation is my love language, if that's what makes me feel loved, then I'll probably give my child words of affirmation. I'll tell them how great they're doing on sports. I'll tell them how wonderful I'm and how proud I am that they made a B in that class. Or, you know, I'll give them words of affirmation. And I'll say the words, I love you, over and over again. Yeah, because that's important. Absolutely. But if words is not that child's language, they will not necessarily feel loved. Even though we're sincere, they won't be getting it. I remember a 13-year-old who was in my office. He had run away from home, and he said to me in the course of our conversation, my parents don't love me. They love my brother, but they don't love me. Mm. I knew his parents. I knew they loved him. The problem is they had never discovered his primary love language, and consequently, maybe they were giving him words of affirmation, but his language was one of the other languages, and consequently, he didn't feel loved.
2: Danny, earlier you mentioned how you know, there's not just one love language. I believe uh, I've had enough time with Dr. Chapman and in his books to realize that we all need some of those languages at some point in our life more than others, but they're all kind of important. Uh, But talk about the parent who feels like I've I've hit a brick wall. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not working. My, My kid is distancing. They won't talk. I can't even figure out how to discover what a meaningful love language is.
0: A lot of times it requires observational skills at the beginning, uh, just noticing how do they love their friends, how do they love other people that may be outside of the home. If there is some hurt and pain in the home or they're, they're not wanting to show affection and love, you want to observe. What what are they showing love? And take, take the, the quiz so you know each of the five as you're observing. The other thing is you could actually take the quiz on behalf of what you know about your child and then try to... Use that love language with that child uh, along the way and be patient, be persistent, not pushy, persistent. Mm -hmm. That means you're not giving up because you want to show them love the way they can speak it. And many times they want that. There's just some hurt and pain, and there there may be a need for some repair. And that is maybe asking the question, has there been something that has happened that has hurt you, that I've done? And just bring it out on the table. Mm -hmm have a conversation on that that may be that they may not say anything but that may be a step towards a connectedness in having those love languages play out
2: yeah and a posture of listening in that moment is so much more important than a posture of responding yes. so listen uh, give invest some time in a non confrontational way and uh, and pray i mean honestly
0: if you've hit a a roadblock pray And ask God to help you understand. And John, you know, one of the things that I've noticed with with teens especially is that they feel that love is ooshie-gooshie, right? And especially boys, and they think it's for little people Mm -hmm. or other people. And so they they feel kind of awkward with it. Let's help them understand that love is a very grown-up thing. It's an amazing thing to learn to be loved and to love others. And it takes a lot of maturity. And you're actually very grown up when you learn how to love other people.
2: Uh, That's great uh, encouragement. And certainly, as we've talked uh, about and heard from Dr. Chapman about the love languages, we'd recommend that for a further deep dive, you get a copy of the book from Dr. Chapman called The Five Love Languages of Children. It is terrific. It will change your parenting if you're not aware of these concepts and you're not really mining how does my child want to be loved. We're making that book available when you uh, make a monthly pledge of any amount to this ministry or a one-time gift. Uh, Give as you can and uh, request that book. We've got the link in the show notes. And then online, we have a number of articles that Danny and his great team have written. And we're going to link over to one called Your Child's Love Language. It's free. It's immediate. You'll find it in the show notes. We'll continue the conversation with Dr. Chapman and Jim and Jean Daly next time. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. A mysterious phone call and a new nemesis? Emily Jones and Matthew Parker are on the case.
0: I just need to find out who this person is.
2: Oh, well, sounds like a real mystery. It all starts with a phone caller threatening to blackmail Jones and Parker's friend Jeremy. But this new nemesis won't stop there. Can Emily and Matthew figure out who this blackmailer is before it's too late? Solve the mystery with them by reading Jones and Parker Case Files, The Nemesis. It's the second book in the series with 16 new stories full of fun, faith, and intrigue. It's a great way for kids ages 8 to 12 to sharpen their detective skills while learning important values. Inspect clues. Examine the evidence
1: and try to guess who done it.
0: This is going to be harder than I thought, Mr. Whitaker. Uh-huh. Oh, stop saying that, Priscilla. Relax. We're going to have a blast.
2: For more, go to Adventures and Odyssey.com, Jones and Parker. That's Adventures and Odyssey.com, Jones and Parker.